Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, we will be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy. A shocker, actually, because we were supposed to be discussing Captain America, the Winter Soldier, but there were some Hydra agents that infiltrated the base, and it got pushed to next week. So, this week will be Guardians of the Galaxy. And joining me, as usual, is Mr. Justin Picker. Justin, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I like that you said as usual, even though I've, I've been missing lately, but uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm still the main cast, I feel like, Maybe the I way could... you make it sound. <laughs> Maybe I should say as irregularly regular Justin Picker. Boom, that's me. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. And joining us this week, we have one other person, Mr. Alex Duwehi. Thank you, Nathan. I'm very happy to be here tonight, even though I'm just one other person. Um, <laughs> I really, I really am gonna. I'm looking forward to tonight. I feel like I'm gonna make a difference in some people's lives uh, with my opinions. We're all about making differences in people's lives here. That's entertaining, folks. And Alex is gonna be your man to make that difference. <laughs> so before we get going. The weather outside is awesome here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know up in up in Michigan it's probably pretty nice too. Am I right, Justin? Uh, yep. It hit seventy today. Yeah, it was like up to eighty here in Illinois. Ooh. And I'm just saying, like right now, I wish I was actually outside recording, but I don't. I think I get a lot of background noise if I did that. So it's probably better to do it inside. But man, I really wish I was outside recording right now. Yeah, we should, uh, we'll have to do a little fireside chat someday. We will, and to do that fireside chat, I think we should bring in some scotch or some bourbons. I actually got a new scotch yesterday uh, that I'm looking to try out. I went to a scotch tasting uh, at UFS here in Peoria. Do you have any tastings oh. that you ever go to, Justin? Uh, no, other than the, like, the nightly tastings I do in my um, living room, <laughs> usually consisting of, uh assortment of beers from the local area uh those are the best tastings alex have you ever ever been to a sophisticated bourbon scotch or wine tasting um usually when i'm drinking the word sophisticated isn't a part of that at all um (laughs) uh, no i have not um with justin on uh it's uh, usually private tastings Uh, okay not nightly tastings for what (laughs) (laughs) well i'm a rum guy okay not nightly. Still though, not nightly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rum is a good a good drink. I'll have to give you that. But I mean, there's nothing that compares to a good scotch. One of these days, Justin, you're gonna get either a scotch or a bourbon, and we're gonna drink it on the show. Yeah, we'll do a little uh, do a little review. Yeah, see how how it reflects on your palate and your bouquet. Just have to make sure that you get one. And I don't know, should you try it on the show first, do you yes. think? And then get the initial reaction oh, for yes. like, oh, yeah. the gagging and the coughing? <laughs> Absolutely. Especially because I'm, I'm not a liquor guy at all. I'm, I love beer, but... Um, Someone popped up in something. And see, I'm the opposite. Oh, that was uh, me opening up another bottle of beer. There you go. <laughs> Before the show, uh, for listeners, a little inside baseball, I actually was just at a beer fest here in Peoria, Illinois, too. So, I am ready to roll, and it sounds like our co-hosts are also ready to roll this week. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Justin, what you been entertained by? Well, uh, I'm sure 
uh, well, I know you have been uh, watching this, but maybe Alex has been too. But Daredevil came out on Netflix last week. So good. So I am about four episodes into that right now, and uh, I I'm just loving it. I don't I don't know if we want to talk about it here or do a whole episode on it, but uh, I mean it's one of the best shows on TV. You know, for as far as action and uh, it's a great Marvel show um you know i never got into uh shield uh and i haven't watched um agent carter but uh as far as i mean i'm blown away by with the quality of this show so and the action and the you know it's super violent and gruesome at times but it's not it's not super violent though they're like game of thrones is more violent than daredevil is and they're both like tvma I guess I don't want to say violent, but um, there are some scenes in there that are pretty uh, gruesome uh, as far as just, like, combat and hand-to-hand combat goes and breaking bones and such. So uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely more than you would catch on a regular cable show. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, see that on the ABC primetime show. No, not at all, uh, which I, I like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a relatively clean show. It's just... A very it's a got a much darker theme to it, mm-hmm. but really enjoying that and uh, watching that. And I've also been watching Halt and Catch Fire, which is a AMC show about um, uh, it's it's set in the eighties, early eighties, um, and it's kind of about like the PC revolution. It's kind of about, it's a fake story about a company that's creating kind of the first kind of uh portable computers so fake apple uh yeah something like that um <laughs> is it pair? but uh it's really good show it's pretty much mad men with computers uh so if you like that kind of drama then and you like computers you'll definitely like this show interesting yep uh so, and that's on, the first season is on Netflix, so that's why I'm into it right now. Okay. Um, the Game of Thrones was last Sunday, just started up. Uh, first episode was good, and I'll be continuing to watch that all season. And then, uh, last but not least, for TV, I've been watching Louie, uh, the new season that just went on Netflix. Uh, I think it's season three or four, I'm not sure which one's on Netflix, but been watching that as well i'm a big fan of louis and louis ck actually uh his comedy so really enjoying that as well cool uh i literally have not played any i and i think we lost justin good old skype losing calls (laughs) left and right but while we wait for him to rejoin alex what have you been entertaining i was waiting for the punchline before i just cut in right there um, so lately I've been, uh, kind of hovering between two shows, um, Blacklist, which is a bit of an older show. I think they're in their second season right now, but, uh, this is a little gem I found on Netflix, you know, just, uh, browsing through some stuff. Um, I, I am in love with the first season right now. It's uh, very entertaining, very action filled. Um, James Spader does an amazing job, um, in his role. He's very, very sassy. Um, 
very entertaining to watch. And I don't, for those of you that don't know what Blacklist is about, um, James Spader is a, an FBI fugitive that basically is on the top 10 list and term, turns himself into the FBI. Uh, and he helps them find other fugitives that are on the blacklist like him. Um, and his one, his one negotiation is that he has to work with this one FBI agent. Um, this one girl, I don't even remember her name. But uh, just <laughs> the show is really well written. They, I like shows that have a progressive storyline underneath whatever is happening in the current episode. So you're kind of entertained by what's happening in the episode as well as the larger story um, behind it. And uh, like I said, really well written. If you haven't watched it, I would recommend it. But if you're anything like Nathan, you've probably seen the first uh, <laughs> season at least five times. You know, it's an, it's an afterthought at this point. Her the, the person's name that you're thinking of is Lizzie. Lizzie. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I was trying to think L- of... Elizabeth Keene. Uh, Elizabeth Keene. I was trying to think of her actual name a real life name but um struck out on both (laughs) anyway the other show that i've been hovering between i just finished up watching the first season is better call saul everybody knows extension of breaking bad Uh, i was very hesitant before i started watching it i wasn't sure how they were gonna play the spin-off of breaking bad prequel following you know, a sub-character of Breaking Bad, and they were kind of gearing more towards the comedy uh, part of the show. Um, but Vince Gilligan did it again. Uh, it's written very similar to Breaking Bad. Uh, the, the way it's filmed is very, very similar. And again, very well-written show. The acting is decent enough to get by, I'll say. Um, did you watch, you watch the whole thing you said? I just finished up the first season, yeah. So is that on Netflix now? It is not on Netflix yet. Okay. I've been I've been watching it through other means. Yeah. <laughs> not illegally. The means that we don't no, mention. no, not illegally. You got that sling? You got that sling TV? <laughs> no, not sling TV. Uh, Xfinity, on demand. Uh, okay. Because I'm a Comcast subscriber. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It got me through Better Call Saul, but. I did hear that it is going to be on Netflix soon. The first season wrapped up a few weeks ago when the finale aired, so that'll be exciting for Netflix fans. But, yeah, again, very good show. I, I don't know if – I know Nathan's probably seen it five times, but, Justin, have you seen it? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen – I've seen Blacklist. I haven't seen uh, Better Call Saul yet. So I'm I'm one of those poor uh, Netflix customers that will ha- have to wait until it comes out there. That's okay. It's but. coming soon. But you were yeah, you're a fan I, of Breaking uh, Bad, though, wait. right? Oh, yeah. I was obsessed okay. with Breaking Bad. I, uh, I, and like you, I, I did see the first two episodes of Better Call Saul, just from a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, What'd you think? And I uh, really liked what I saw, so I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I haven't been able to pull a Nathan Thomas and watch every single show known to man at the same time. Well, hey, okay, when we were at lunch the other day, and you <laughs> you started to try to stump me, how, how long did it take you to ask me if I've watched a show that I, that I haven't okay. seen? Okay, you know, every, every once in a while, you know, you'll find that needle in the haystack, and the answer to your question is just once. It took me one show, I got very lucky, and I named one show, and you hadn't seen it. But if I had named almost any other show... Your response would have been, yes, I've seen it. How many times? 
at least five. <laughs> at least five. That's the stand. That's the standard, Nathan. That's right. That that's. I have to watch things in either. It has to be a, a multiple of five, or it has to be a multiple of two. I can't have this odd numbered stuff unless it's a oh, five. Oh boy, here we go again with this uh, numbers <laughs> thing. I couldn't. No, seriously, Justin, I couldn't get Nathan to go out to lunch with us the other day because he would have been the fifth person, and he said, "If there's four people, I'll go. But if there's five, count me out because <laughs> five is too many." Oh, no. And he was being serious. Uh... Like I, I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, okay, I'll see you there. No, he was dead serious. He kept asking me, who's going? Who's confirmed to be going? Is it three or is it four? Because if it's four, I'm not going to be five. Oh, my <laughs> Needless gosh. to say, is... we went to lunch in a group of four, and Nathan was not a part of it. <laughs> that is so hilarious. So, listen, okay. We, we were all in the same group of people. If... Say say a car ha- got into a car wreck, then there's there's most of my team gone, so that's not a good thing. Anyway, however you want to justify it is okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. So what else you entertain by Alex? Uh, I haven't unfortunately got a chance to watch Daredevil yet, and I've been hearing kind of the same things that Justin has been saying from every single person that it's just an amazing show. And I know I'm going to like it. And it's one of those shows that before it came out, I knew I was going to like it. But before I start one of those shows, I have to be in a position to binge watch (laughs) out of that show before I start it. I'm not going to, you know, half sit and just watch the first episode and then fall asleep and not be able to get to it for the next couple days. So when I start Daredevil, and hopefully it's soon, it's probably going to be at least half of the season in one sitting and then the next half of the season in the next sitting. Um, that's just how I have to roll for those good shows. That's kind of how I did House of Cards, honestly. It just I didn't intend to sit down for a long time, but it just happened. You know, Nathan, I have this theory about how you watch shows. Uh, should I share with everyone? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it's how you watch shows. So, Go for okay, it. so there's one of two ways that you do this. It, it's either you actually sit down and you have at least four TVs going with different <laughs> shows and somehow <laughs> your brain is able to absorb them or some somehow you're put in like a hypnotic state where you can actually sleep <laughs> and the shows are playing in the background and you you wake up with fresh knowledge of the show that was playing or you know, the more likely scenario is that you're a time lord and you've been able to figure out how to stop time, and that's how you have all this time to watch all these shows. One of those may be correct. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, how else is he supposed to, you know, lead this uh, professional team, you know, of that's entertaining podcast? Yes, you know? I'm... He's, he's, he's got to be on top of yes. things. He's got to use his supernatural abilities. And I'm not knocking on him at all. It's it's impressive. I'm It's frustrating me quite a lot, actually, that I don't know how he does it. The dark <laughs> side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Like Justin. See how quick that was? Yep. He, he's got an excuse for everything. And do you see how good of an impression he does, too? It's almost oh, like... Yeah. No, I'm not going to say it. It's like I've seen the movie a few thousand times? Well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. 
Well, Justin, you were rudely interrupted by Skype. Uh, The last thing I think that we heard was you saw Louie. Yeah, I've been watching Louie on Netflix. I want to say something a little bit. So, I've been getting kicked off of Skype since we started the show, like back in November. And I always thought it was my internet connection. But I just went out and bought a brand new router, a really good um, uh, modem. And my internet internet connection is as good as possible as it'll ever be, so I can officially completely blame Skype. Well, okay, let me let me ask you one question. Since you got two IT guys on on the line, yeah, who's your internet provider, and what is your speed? Comcast and twenty five megs. So, Comcast twenty five reliably. How how many people are in your neighborhood? Uh, a lot. So you're probably hitting maybe 10 peaks of 15, and you're probably, it's probably your ISP, honestly. I, I wouldn't blame Skype. Because Alex and I, we didn't drop when that happened. And I'm on Comcast 25 as well. Oh. Listen, don't make excuses for the enemy here, okay? <laughs> Microsoft and their uh, horrible product Skype need to go, okay? Um... Anyways, Louie, it's really good. It's on Netflix. I'm watching the last season that's on it. I've always liked Louis C.K. and Louie. Uh, this new season that's on Netflix, I, I know there's another season going on right now on FX, but the season that's on Netflix, it's really strange. It's a lot more like indie-ish than the last couple of seasons of Louie, but it's still really funny, and it's got that funny Louis C.K. humor. Uh... So yeah, that's what I've been watching, um, and I gave up on video games apparently because I haven't played any. <laughs> so, um, except for I have dropped into Final Fantasy here and there and played like five hours. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the entertaining stuff for me. Well, um, so I guess I watch things on Netflix differently than Alex because I. I'm only eight episodes into Daredevil. I think I'm halfway through eight right now, and it's taken me a few sittings to get through so far. So Nathan, I'm appalled. I, this I figured is, you this would is be. low for your standards. <laughs> it is. I okay, but listen, I got a lot of stuff to go. You know how long it takes to edit a podcast? <laughs> That's where all my game time's gone anymore. Is editing the podcast. This is true. As long as you can tell us that it's not because of the lack of entertainment within the show daredevil oh no that i want to watch it that show is it's really good so far i mean i mean alex you haven't watched it yet and justin you're not too far in but it is very visceral it's very good um and there there is one scene that is i think i think it's in the second episode it's a scene that takes place in a hallway and that was filmed all in one shot justin i think you know what scene i'm talking about yeah i know exactly what you're talking about that was uh I mean, like, that's comparable to, like, a movie production uh, fight scene. It was really well done and uh, really awesome. And when I heard that that there was, like, it was just one take, one continuous shot, that is really, that is impressive for, because that was at least, like, four or five minutes long, I think. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, it might have been even longer than that. I, and I had heard that before I actually watched the episode, so while I was watching it, I was like, it made it that much better. I was like wow this really is awesome yeah 
So, been progressing in that, uh, enjoying that show. I mean, it's getting awesome ratings online at, like, Rotten Tomatoes or Popcorn or whatever you call it, the other one. Um, and on Netflix, I think it's getting, like, really high scores, too. And the reviewers all seem to love it. Uh, and you can see why. Like, as far as Marvel TV shows, and it's... You really can't compare, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter to this because... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter are both family shows. They air on a network TV at primetime. They can't do a lot of the stuff that you have the freedom to do on Netflix. So it's interesting to see that how Netflix is taking their liberties, but they're not going so far as to make something that's out completely outrageous, which they could. I mean, they have no, uh, no censorship that they have to attain to or anything. They could say a lot of language and stuff in it, and when there's really not a ton of language in the show. Um... And the violence is such that you would see in a comic book. The scenes that are shot, you don't see things that are gratuitous or head-on. You see, like, the results of them. Or you see, like, a car door uh, blocking things, but you know what's happening behind it. So it's written, or it's it's shot very similar to the way a comic book uh, would be laid out in their cells. So I think that's really cool. The shots are really, really cool. Really impressive, honestly, for what they've done with it. But I have also watched... Better Call Saul. I've seen it through the, to the conclusion of the uh, show now. Uh, and I'll say this about the show. I wish it ended differently uh, for this first season. So there was a choice that was made at the end, and I wish he would have made a different choice. I'm anxious to see what they do in the second season, though. I think it'll go and com- continue on, as Alex said, because it's got really good uh, writing, really good acting. Uh, I forget the name of the actor who plays Saul, but he's got a he is good. He's got a range Yes, to him. Bob Odenkirk is just yeah. incredible. And yep. he's come a long way since we first saw him in Breaking Bad. I would have to agree with that, yeah. And I'm anxious to see how it all ties in. You know, how how the Breaking Bad storyline will tie into the Breaking Heretical Saul storyline. So, uh, definitely worth a watch if you're on the fence about watching it. Um, even if you weren't a fan of Breaking Bad... I think you would still enjoy this TV show because it's actually a, a, a good drama. Mm-hmm. And pretty original, honestly. Most stuff anymore isn't that original, but the storyline that, that was on here was pretty original. I haven't seen anything very similar to it in a long time. Um, so, like you, Justin, I pretty much haven't played any games either this week. I think maybe I've hopped into Forza Horizon maybe once or twice. Um, but I did play a game today at lunch with uh, a couple co-workers called Star Wars Armada. Now, have either of you heard of this? Nope. I've never heard of this before, Nathan. I'm very curious, though. I have also not heard of it, and I also was not one of the co-workers that was invited to play. (laughs) I'm not bitter at all. Nathan, you need to have better tact if you're going to invite co-workers onto the show. And then spill the beans about uh, certain restricted activities that he wasn't invited to. I mean, first the lunch, now this. I mean, So it it wasn't (laughs) that he wasn't invited, but when I went to to go tell him about it, he said he and another co-worker had plans to go somewhere. uh, What can I say? I'm a social butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't bring it up until just now. When it hurts the most. (laughs) Got it. So, are you familiar at all with tabletop gaming, guys? 
Uh, not yet. I uh, plan on joining a group pretty soon here in uh, West Michigan, but um, just to try it out. But no, I've never played like a actual tabletop game. I'm gonna say no, Nathan. Alex will change that. <laughs> so, so basically, a tabletop game you you have a like three by three area that you play with on a table, and then so this is a miniature game. So you have these uh, miniature like star destroyer ships and blockade runners, um, and other rebe- rebellion ships are in this a beginner set, and you have these little squadrons of tie fighters. So it's like an uh, epic kind of game where it has the big ships and the the little squadrons that fight each other. It's so you move them around with these movement templates uh, and you declare your attacks and just kind of see... It's based on a dice roll, how you do your attacks and everything like that and where you position yourself. Um, It's a very interesting game. Today was the first time I played it. If you ever heard of Star Wars X-Wing, it's by the same people that make Star Wars X-Wing, the tabletop game, um, Fantasy Flight Games. And... There's a steep learning curve to this one that is a little bit steeper to the one to X-Wing, but I think after playing it for a couple more times, I think I'll get the hang of it. Um, but the problem is, for me, is I like playing it, but I don't think I'll buy into it because I'm I'm fully bought into Star Wars X-Wing, the miniature game, and have all the expansions and everything for that. So I don't think I'm going to get into this game, but it's good to have the option to play it at least with with someone who knows how to play so um i played that today and enjoyed myself and i blew up a ship while i was playing so i was happy yay (laughs) sounds like a really productive lunch um hour well hey i mean some people actually go and eat at lunch some people work out uh i play games (laughs) i mean i'm no one's gonna fault you on that (laughs) Uh, so, other than that, I haven't been, uh, entertained by a whole lot, except all the onslaught of Star Wars content that's streaming out of Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, currently ongoing. So, with that, let's get into the news. This week in the news, it's all about the wars. Guys, have you been paying attention to what's coming out of Celebration this year? I'm trying, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with uh, everything, you know, most of the information. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to keep my distance because I've kind of, I've seen this happen with Avengers 2 where I got to like a saturation point where I was like, I can't see any more trailers or information because i it's gonna literally ruin the movie so and i can already see that starting to happen with star wars some people thrive on all of that extra information but i don't necessarily so i um i'm trying i i'm paying attention a little bit here and there just catching the headlines okay did you did you at least watch the trailer yeah, given that this was only the second trailer to come out, uh, I was definitely willing to watch that, um, and I will probably be—I'll probably watch one more trailer for the movie, but that's it. Like I, you know, Avengers has had several trailers come out, 
and I have not watched most of them because I'm not interested. Because uh, I'll wait until the movie comes out, and the, I'll do the I'll do do the same thing for um, Star Wars. Because I I will never forgive myself if I ruin this movie for myself. <laughs> it's true. What about you, Alex? Have you been keeping abreast of the information coming out of the celebration in Anaheim? You know, I'm I'm kind of with uh, Justin on this one, and some of it is due to lack of you know time and effort on my part, but a lot of it is you know kind of what he said. I the movie is still a long ways away for me, and the more information that I read, the more it's going to ruin it, and also the more that I you know it's okay I guess to tease myself with the trailers a little bit. Uh, but for a movie of this, I don't even know the word to describe it. Importance? Yeah, Magnitude? that doesn't even yeah, it doesn't even touch how important this movie coming out is. But <laughs> if I psych myself up this much about this movie, that means I got to put up with eight months after this before I can actually sit down and enjoy its brilliance. And that's like it's too much pain for myself if that makes sense so i'm kind of justin i'm i love what like what justin said i'm on the outskirts a little bit but i'm still well informed of what's going on is that partly because of me yes <laughs> <laughs> i like the answer yes so grudgingly yes well when nathan you know comes over to my desk and starts playing the the youtube video like i can't not watch this so i've been doing this podcast with nathan for you know since november now uh this is how i picture him at work i just imagine him walking around all day with just different star wars themes blaring out of his phone all day just walking by everyone's desk kind of just bobbing his head you know and you know uh, I, that's just why I imagine. That's not far off, you know. I'm actually a little nervous as the you know release date of Star Wars gets close, how it's going to escalate. Because the closer <laughs> it gets, I mean, it, he's just going to show up one day and he's just going to be full Sidious. It's going to be on like the robe <laughs> and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you know, uh, all I gotta say is good luck. <laughs> so I mean. If you were to walk by my desk, there there's no indication that I am any sort of Star Wars or entertainment fan. I mean, there's there's nothing on my desk that would show that, or nothing on my background on my screensaver. So, I mean, I don't know. Or is there? <laughs> but everyone knows, don't they, Nathan? Sometimes <laughs> people don't turn around fast enough to see the um, cloaked figure <laughs> behind them, and they don't realize that you actually have one of your... Um, your uh, I don't know, disciples or whatever you want to call them. Um, Apprentices. Apprentice, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, that they're hiding in the corner, you know. <laughs> so, uh, continuing with the news, <laughs> uh, the trailer did come out at the yes. end of the opening, uh, the opening ceremonies for the Star Wars Anaheim celebration. And I just, I gotta ask... What what's your shoot from the hip reaction to the trailer, Justin? Uh, well, funny you say shoot from the hip. 
uh, Han shot first. Um, Han's the only one that shot. <laughs> but uh, I, it's one of the best trailers ever made as far as not giving away too much, any, like really any story, but giving you lots of good images um, throughout the whole trailer, letting you see some new character faces. And then, of course, the ending was just... I mean, I was talking to a guy at work about this. The ending darn near brought a tear to my eye uh, with, you know, Han and uh, Chewie. So I was just like, you know, you, you can't see that last part and go, Yeah! <laughs> oh, it's so good. Alex, what what were your initial reactions? Well, visually, amazing. Um, the way it was shot, uh, the way that the trailer was made is uh, one of the best that I've ever seen. And I know that we're a little biased because we are huge Star Wars fans. Um, but it doesn't take away from just being anyone that can sit down and watch any trailer for any movie. It was by far one of the best that I've ever seen. Um and like Justin, uh, you know, you see the old characters in there. And, you know, when I saw that with uh, Harrison Ford at the end, and, oh, man, it just, I thought about being in the theater at that moment and watching it. And when you see the entrances of all these old characters that we've loved for so many years pop up, I can imagine the entire theater just screaming and cheering. And that type of movie magic and entertainment is unprecedented and that's what i'm looking forward to most when i go to see it in theaters i mean i pretty much exploded when i saw that trailer when i saw han and chewy at the end like when when han says chewy we're home i was home too i mean seeing the x-wings seeing the falcon fly around seeing han and chewy on the falcon ah so good I, I can only tell you this, that I may or may not have watched it about 20 times. <laughs> uh, well, that's about four times your usual five, so... <laughs> but, but you know what, though? That's saying something, because just like Justin said, they don't give away too many uh, hints about what the story is actually going to be about. And most of it is just images. And the fact that you're able to sit there and watch it 20 times, I mean... You know, were, were you trying to figure out the story, or were you just wanting to see it twenty times? I, I just wanted to see exactly. it twenty times. I just, I, I, I loved it. I mean, it was shot in a great way. It was a great mix of old and new, very reminiscent of, uh, you know, original trilogy. The the music for it was astounding. It was really good. It was it was scored by itself. Uh, so that's a new piece of Star Wars music. If you guys didn't know, um, it was. It was great. So I, I watched it, you know, when it when it first came out, and I've watched it on my phone, and then I watched it uh, at home on Xbox, just like looping it and with surround sound and everything. And it just there's a lot of things that you can actually pick up if you watch it in different ways. So by watching it in surround sound, I then heard like there was this whisper, kind of behind when Luke said his line. So you know, the Force is strong in my family. Uh, my I have it. My sister has it. You have it. Um, there were some whispers behind that too, and I don't know. It kind of sounded like Luke, but maybe as a almost going through a respirator, uh, kind of like you know going through what Vader's mask would have done to his voice. 
That's what you get when you watch it 20 times, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I've, I mean, even, like, that's, like, that's the, why this trailer is, like, a good as far as trailers go when we're, like, we're in this new age of trailers being super important. And the fact is that this trailer brings up more questions than it brings up answers. So, because I've read all, like, just from the trailer alone, all the conspiracy theories that are already being started out there. And that, to me, makes it a good, that's the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. Is So, I still have no idea. I have, like, clues, but I have no idea what's really going on in this movie. Yeah. That's what you want, right? Yeah. Exactly, Not going to ruin yeah. it for you. I mean, that, that was part of the problem with the prequels, right? Is that you knew it had to get to episode four, so it had to get to a specific point. So you kind of, with the prequels, even with like one, two, before three, it was just like, I kind of know where this has to go to get where we see everything in episode four. So there wasn't that, ooh, what's going to happen next type thing. Right, and you never know what J.J. Abrams is going to do uh, with the characters or with the new trilogy. I mean, they're... When they list, I don't know if you guys look, when they list the characters, they're listing the new characters as part of the main cast, and then the older mm-hmm. characters are kind of like a subcast under them. So they're obviously using the new group to usher in, or using the old group to usher in the new group. Um, and I think that means that those old characters that we know and love, I think that they're susceptible to whatever could happen in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you look at it this way, like, Honestly, let's look at like Han in that trailer, right? Han, Han, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he uh, he looks he looks a little old, right? He looks a little he doesn't no. He looks like Harrison Ford. I have no idea what you're talking about. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> he, yeah, he looks like he's lost lost a little bit of weight, you know, in the face maybe. Um, his hair's a little bit thinner than we last saw him. A little bit longer now. I think I saw an earring. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, these these are the, the characters that you grew up with. And the fact that we see them now, we see them ushering in this new cast, as you say, I think it'll be that much more impactful. And the fact that this new cast that they got, they, at least John Boyega for sure, he's a fan of Star Wars already. So, you already have that fan. He's kind of like Mark Hamill in a way, because Mark Hamill in the original cast was a fan once he read the story. Harrison Ford and Carrie weren't so much the fans. So I think we're we're getting that kind of dynamic again with John Boyega uh, being kind of like the Luke Skywalker kind of really excited kind of guy, Oscar Isaac kind of the Han Solo kind of guy, and Daisy Ridley as kind of the Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia kind of character. So, uh, interesting to see how, how that all shakes down. But, in the trailer, there were a few scenes that may have caught your eye. They caught mine, at least. Uh, one was with the all of the new stormtroopers standing in front of this big... It, it reminded me of, of, like, Nazi Germany, with all the troopers standing in front of, like, Hitler when he gave a talk. Mm-hmm. The it reminded red, me of that imagery. Yeah, the big, the huge red banner. Mm-hmm. Which, the, there's a new name for the Empire. They're not called the Empire anymore. The Empire fell after the Battle of Jakku, or Endor. 
it's it we won't know exactly which battle it was just yet after the empire fell but the new order is what they're called now what do you guys think of the name the new order what do you think that that can connotate the new i thought it was the first order or new order i don't know um uh yeah that's fine i that makes i mean i don't see why they have to stick with the empire and when you think about the word empire if they are starting to fall, it doesn't really hold its same name. So, changing the name sounds interesting. It'll be really interesting. Like that's I still I just I I have no idea what's going on in this movie or a clue. So it sounds good to me. Alex. Yeah, I mean I I think they uh, are trying to change the name to usher in the new trilogy so we can separate the different trilogies and you know obviously. The Force Awakens indicates that, you know, there was a time period after the sixth episode and the seventh where, you know, it was kind of just lost time. The Force was not asleep, like most people want to say, but, you know, it's a, a dormant time where there was a, a period of peace. And I think uh, the the New Order is fine, or the First Order, whatever it's called, but... The First Order, he... Uh, Justin is correct. Justin is correct. The First Order. I, I must have been thinking of some, some wrestling terms or something from back in the day. New World Order, Kevin Nash. Yeah. <laughs> Give a shout out to, I, I posted this question on, on Twitter earlier, and uh, Steve Waldinger, the guest we had on last week, he said it sounded like a, a wrestling thing, so that may have been stuck in my head for the New World Order. <laughs> NWO, for life. So yeah, First Order, it, I mean, it sounds fine to me, and I wonder, I wonder how... Obviously, they're the bad guys, right? They they have to be the bad guys because we've always rooted for the rebellion uh, in this, which is now known as the Resistance. So, so the Resistance are flying around with these X-wing Tie Fighters uh, that we saw in the in the show. But the First Order, when I think of that, when you think of Star Wars and you hear the word Order, you think of what? The Jedi, Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And the fact that there is definitely someone with a red lightsaber leading a charge with this First Order. I'm wondering if they're trying to rebuild some sort of, maybe not Jedi Order, but some sort of Force-using Order that embraces both light and dark, or something like that, just to be the First Order. Just, you know, I don't know. What do you think? It's an idea. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, theory, for sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's something new I haven't really heard or read about yet, so uh, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting for sure. Exactly. Yeah, and then so obviously the resistance fights the first order, um, rebellion resistance. It's pretty similar in the, in the in the names of the those two factions. So there's not a lot that changed there, and I wonder why that it'll be called the resistance. I'm really anxious to read. There's there's a book that's going to be coming out that is called Star Wars Aftermath, and that book takes place after episode six but before episode seven it serves as an epilogue to the original trilogy and a prologue to this next movie um so i'm definitely gonna that's gonna have to be required reading when that comes up before you see episode seven just so you can kind of understand the backstory of what went down in the last 30 years between those two episodes so um i just i thought that was interesting that those were renamed and with a new name, you get new shiny stormtrooper designs. 
What well, did you guys take a look at any of these pictures of the new troopers yet? The Chrome troopers you're talking about. So there is a Chrome trooper that is shown in in the in the trailer, um, but there's also like the redesigned helmets and outfits for the stormtroopers, the sand troopers, the uh, snow troopers. I think I did I say that already. Um, and then I think scout or sand troopers are in there too. But anyway, there there were four different uh, costumes that were for troopers that were updated and revealed uh, at celebration as well. Uh, yeah, they look like. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people were excited about the stormtroopers, but like, they look like stormtroopers, look updated stormtroopers. So, uh, I mean, for me, it's not a whole lot. To, like, yeah, I'm glad they look a little bit different, but they definitely look like stormtroopers. So. I'm completely down with uh, whatever that you know that design, new design. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a new uh, new model car when it comes out. It looks nice and shiny and sleek and modernized, but it it keeps its classic appearance. Yeah, there you go. So the uh, the stormtrooper outfit, like the helmet, I think it's really cool. Honestly, it doesn't. So you look at like the, the the chest plate of the the new stormtroopers. It's kind of just you know plain broad shoulder or broad plate where i think the other one had the old ones had like more of a gladiator or roman centurion kind of look where they kind of have like you know um, muscular is cut out of the the plates itself but i think it's actually a really cool design for for all of the troopers i haven't seen any that i didn't like um the one weird thing is like the snow troopers that have like this really really thin slit now uh, that supposedly they either see out of, or maybe there's some sort of optics that look out there, and then they just look at a, a view screen on the inside. Who knows? Uh, but that'll be kind of cool. And then we got the full view of Kylo Ren. Now, did you guys ever play Knights of the Old Republic? Of course. I never played KOTOR, no. Justin, <laughs> not again. Failed Justin's me. actually pretty For bad if, if I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, so in Knights of the Old Republic, there was a character called Revan that wore this mask. That was this Force user. Uh, that was a really cool character. There was a really cool plot twist in the game. Um, and when I look at this mask, I definitely see a lot of influences from Revan uh, in this character. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, definitely. I would agree. So, I mean, first thoughts just looking at it is, is he like a long-lost apprentice uh, somewhere down the line? There's a connection to Revan there um, or maybe a, a bloodline somewhere. He could be a long-lost descendant and maybe he's leading this First Order back. That would be a really cool storyline, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, visually it looks a lot like Revan. Yeah. Which Revan was always one of my favorite uh, Sith, just in appearance and the way that the character was uh, portrayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that that was very striking. Uh, that resemblance and possible connections. You know, your your brain starts to make these connections that aren't readily apparent, right? They're invariably bound to be wrong, but if they're right, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. So. But yeah, uh, and did I did we already talk about the Chrome Trooper guys? 
I know you brought it up, but did we actually talk about the the design of the Chrome Trooper and then who it could be? No. Uh, no. I, 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 uh, because, like, they only show that for a split second in the trailer. True. But I do have to say this much. In Star Wars, like, Jedi Academy or Jedi Outcast, I always played as a Stormtrooper with a lightsaber, right? (laughs) I would now always play as a Chrome Trooper with a lightsaber. I mean, yeah, you, uh, you, you can't do any better than Chrome. Yeah, so if, if I was a Stormtrooper in the 501st or something, I would be spray-painting my uh, my outfit with like a, a metallic aluminum <laughs> or something like that to have this kind of look, because it, it looks really cool. I mean, I'm not going to speculate on who it is, because I don't want to bring up any spoilers or anything, because this hasn't been announced or revealed, so I'm not going to speculate on this show, but um, you may understand if you listen to the show and know a lot of spoilers who I think it might be, let's just say there's a reference or there's a connection to a current HBO show possibly. So that's all I'll say about that. Well, you might as well just say it. If you're going to say all of that, I'm I'm not going to go farther than that. (laughs) Bring up HBO. And what are you doing to me right now? I'm not doing anything. You're just confusing my brain right now. (laughs) I'm, I'm making those connections for you. So, so that no, way you've made more wrong. disconnections now. <laughs> the synapses <laughs> or whatever in my brain are not firing off right now. That's all I gotta say. He just forgot third grade math. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on a little bit from now the move the movie side of things to the game side of things. Today there was a panel, and there was a little company called Dice on the stage. Do you guys know who Dice is? Uh, yeah, they made that really broken um, uh, <laughs> game called Battlefield that uh, everyone likes to hate on. Is they that, did, but they it... also made a game called Midtown Madness on the Xbox. Did you ever play that? <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that most of our, any of our listeners will be more familiar with the Battlefield reference. <laughs> oh, come on. Midtown Madness. Who... Everybody, if you're listening, if you if you've played Midtown Madness on the original Xbox, which was one of the first Xbox Live games that was really cool, tweet at us and say Midtown Madness rocks. Dead silence. Just like oh. the retweets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, what do what do you guys think? Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. I was I was actually I'm a little upset by this like whole reveal today because it sounds like uh like game companies and stuff we have gotten to actually see the gameplay but um the whole entire trailer like i said in-game footage but it was pre-rendered it, footage. it was rendered in-game engine yeah that yeah yeah and like like that's i don't i really hate when comp- any video game company like says that because I could, I mean, if you give me anyone enough time and budget, they could probably create anything really cool looking inside of a game engine. Well, you've, have you seen these trailers recently from like the GTA 5 engine? Like people have been making them, like they redid the, the Star Wars, or sorry, the uh, uh, Skyfall trailer and they did the actual, the first Star Wars trailer in, they redid it using gta kind of stylings and stuff Uh because you can do a lot of those things now in these games like you said if you had enough time 
you could do whatever you wanted inside of a game engine. Yeah. And I just I would I would much rather see gameplay. Even like I understand the game's going to have cinematic stuff in it and it, there's probably going to be a decent story mode to it. But show me some tiny bit of gameplay in the trailer. Well, I'm going to burst your bubble just a little bit. There's going to be a little bit of something coming out of your bubble right now. Oh. That is, is that because it's burst? <laughs> yeah, that's because it's burst. Uh, there is no single-player mode. There is no story campaign in Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, that's it, gentlemen. I'm going in for the night. <laughs> it's... I, so I have to say this much. I was disappointed by my... I was on a Star Wars high at the end of yesterday, right? With, you know, the, the trailer for the movie, with the big panel with J.J. Uh, Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy. They brought out the actors. They brought out the old cast. They brought out the new cast. Um, there was a cool panel, like, later on in the day with Ian McDermott. That was really nice. And then today I was looking forward to this Battlefront panel. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Starts off, and the trailer comes on. I'm like, okay, cool. But like you said, it was all... There was nothing that was actually gameplay footage shown, which the media outlets like IGN say that they've seen eight minutes of gameplay footage or whatever. Why can't we see that eight minutes of gameplay footage? Why are they asking us to go ahead and pre-order this now, and we haven't even seen any gameplay footage? All we've seen are glorified screenshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like Justin said, you don't have to show me gameplay footage through the entire trailer. A good mixture of the two, I think, would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty disappointing trailer from, like you said, all the build-up Star Wars hype over the last few days. And uh, now after that bubble was burst, um, <laughs> single-player campaign was something that I was uh, actually looking forward to. Um, yeah, I was too, honestly. I mean, the multiplayer aspect is obviously going to be there. That's the next-gen games are all going that direction. They're all heavily multiplayer-based or online-based, but uh, I don't know. I think they, I think they missed an opportunity here to keep uh, the old Battlefront style the same, in a way. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, uh, Battlefront's always been a multiplayer game. At least I've felt that way. I mean, it wasn't originally because I or not in the way we it will be for the new generation, but that's just because the technology wasn't necessarily there. I mean, it was always a team-based battle. So, I mean, I just... It makes sense that they would focus on that, but I would have thought that they would also have implemented a single-player mode uh, with some, you know, small story elements or something. But then again, there's also, I mean, there are other Star Wars games in development. That yeah, will, there's one by Visceral. Yeah, with uh, and Amy Hennig from Naughty Dog is heading that up. So that, I mean, that's almost guaranteed to be heavily single-player story game. Uh, so, you know, maybe Battlefront won't fill that need for us, but, 
whenever they can or will be ready to, they can announce, you know, a, a good single-player game that will focus on that rather than, you know, Battlefront trying to focus on both. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point, but I don't know. It's it's very disappointing. I'm I I enjoy single player storylines, even if it was a six hour campaign. Um, I I just think that a single player storyline might have helped it out a little bit, in my opinion, because I mean, basically, what you're getting now is a Titanfall, right? Um, which that even had a quote unquote campaign, but it wasn't really a campaign. So I'll just be interested to see what when it comes out how the reception is i'm still gonna buy it day one i mean uh, i'll be getting it probably for xbox one in fact um there was a lot of hubbub this week about xbox one owners being able to play it early and that's just because of ea access i mean i've been kind of blowing the ea access horn for a while here just to be able to play games early get the discounts and things on it um and so as part of ea access you'll be able to play star wars battlefront on xbox one five days before it actually releases which release by the way is november 17th and if you pre-order you get the battle of jakku uh on december 10th which is going to be a free downloadable content if you buy the game as period but if you pre-order it you get it a week early so just just some incentive for you to buy it uh, did you either of you guys catch the uh, the PlayStation that they were giving away at the conference? No, I did not. I didn't know about that. So they gave away a PlayStation Four. It was a a regular PlayStation Four, but it had a special Battlefront box and a code to download the game when it came out. So there's only gonna be like four of them in existence, the boxes. Um, so it was just a a plain PlayStation Four, um, but a special Battlefront box. Uh, and if you watch the trailer before and after the actual trailer, there's a little PlayStation logo and then, like, the, the Greatness Awaits thing at the end of the trailer during the conference. So PlayStation must have paid a little bit of a a little bit of a fee to have that on there. They usually do. Yeah. Um, well, and good news is I, uh, I was looking at my PlayStation store today, and uh, if I pre-order... Uh, Battlefront. I also get six, and I I mean six, exclusive themes for my PlayStation. So uh, don't forget about that. That's pretty uh awesome. What what is an exclusive theme? Um. Uh. Well, you know what themes are for. <laughs> well, they had them on Xbox 360, right? Um. You know, premium themes you could buy. Who well, uses those anymore? <laughs> hey, listen, man. <laughs> if I want a stormtrooper, <laughs> um, uh, premium theme, which I don't know if these are premium themes, because don't forget those are the only ones you really want, because they have you know moving backgrounds and such. Um, you know, this is uh, you know we we. Let's just say us PlayStation guys got a leg up on you uh, Xbox folks. <laughs> as far as the themes go. Oh, uh, my. <laughs> no comment. The... <laughs> Wait. I, is there no PlayStation lovers in this 
room with me right now in this podcast room? I have a PlayStation 3. And I have a PlayStation 4 on pre-order. Ooh, that's right. Well, we'll get that on another date. But anyways, yeah, Star Wars themes. Well, good to know. I, you know, if, if I had a Star Wars theme option available on my PlayStation 4, you'd guarantee it'll be there. Is there a, is there a Darth, Darth Sidious slash Emperor Palpatine background? Um, he, like, walks around and shocks the different icons well, as they walk by. That's, like, another weird thing as I was looking at it today. And there's only one theme available right now if you pre-order. But before the, before the game comes out, they'll give you five more eventually. But so far, it's just a Stormtrooper theme you get. As long as this doesn't end up being like a drive club scenario. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if that happens, then maybe I'll get it next July sometime. <laughs> so I guess that's always fun. Silver lining. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Right. There's always one. So I think that pretty much covers... Celebration is currently halfway over. Uh, so that's probably about half of the news that'll uh, be released at this point. Um, we've covered the trailer, Battlefront, you know, the troopers and then, you know, the names and such. Is there anything else that you guys caught at the, uh, as far as the Star Wars news go that you want to go over? Not really. I mean, like you said, I mean, some of the stuff I've definitely seen, read a little bit about, but I, I just don't want to talk about it about too much. People are already starting to get into like spoiler territory. Oh God! Yeah. There's more Nathans out there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Hey, there's people that are worse than me too. So I, e- I actually e- think. Would I'm you already. like to yeah, meet those people, Nathan? I have. They are. What do you think when you meet those people? I can't believe uh, someone is more intense about this than I. Mm, no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there is one more thing that I wanted to cover, though, that I actually forgot about. Uh, is that there is a... Marvel announced a new comic that's coming out. I think it's a five-part series. But it's going to focus around everybody's favorite administrator of Bespin. Lando Calrissian. It's just going to be called Star Wars Lando, as far as I know. So... Uh, be looking for that. I think it's coming out in July. But neither you guys on this podcast like the comics, do you? I mean, don't don't group us and <laughs> you know don't judge us like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just I I've never had the you know opportunity or time to get into the Star Wars comics. Yeah, that's okay. One of these days, we'll, we'll get a, uh, a small, small series. We'll have you look at it and give you your thoughts on it. Maybe Lando. There's only five issues. All right, guys. So, moving on from Star Wars, there is one other bit of news that kind of broke today slash last night, maybe? Yeah. Justin, why don't you take this one? Uh, well, I'll just tell you how I found out about this. Um, last night, I think... I think it was, yeah, it was last night that I seen an article on some gaming website that the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice trailer had leaked. And um, there was leaked footage of, I don't know how someone got it, but they got it on video. So it was kind of like a 
video of a movie screen of the trailer. And, uh, yeah, so there were already articles going up about it last night, but then it was officially put out today. The official Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice trailer. Initial thoughts? Um... I I have no problem. I'm not like like I'm excited about it because it's a big comic book movie and it's the beginning of the Justice League movie that will probably be coming very very soon. But I don't. I'm not like. I mean, it's not like a Star Wars type of excitement, um, which also means it's not a Star Wars type of uh. Can't think of the word, but um movie quality no uh yeah expectations i'm not i mean i know i've seen man of steel i have low expectations for this movie after seeing man <laughs> of steel so let's just say that um but i thought the trailer looked pretty damn cool i don't know i i thought it looked really awesome uh i think um the whole idea of superman being the villain, at least for a portion of this movie, seems like a really cool idea. And it looks really, really dark and serious. So I'm excited. It's the polar opposite of the Avengers, right? I mean, yeah. Avengers is lighthearted, kind of bright. And this is just dark and dreary. Even yeah. though... I think the Avengers probably caused as much damage as Superman did in that last battle. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, uh, and, like, when you bring that up, like, I so the first article I had seen last night was, like, the Batman vs. Superman trailer leaked, and it's everything um, that is wrong with superhero movies or something like that. And I was, like, really... I, I watched the trailer, and I was like, this guy's, like... What's your problem? Like, not every movie has to be, like, Avengers. Or, I'm sorry there was a trilogy of dark Batman movies, but that doesn't mean we can never have another dark superhero movie again. Well, that's the the joy of comics, you know. There are some comics that are written lighthearted. There are some comics that are written dark and gritty. Um, that's just the nature of comics. And, I mean, movies should be the same kind of freedom to be able to do a dark or uh, a lighter representation. So, I mean, honestly, you get to a movie like uh, Batman versus Superman, compare that to a movie like Avengers, completely polar opposites, right? Or I'm sure with uh, like Batman 66, the TV show, that was just a campy thing, right? Yeah. Compare that to The Dark Knight or even the 89 Batman. It's completely opposite. Well, I mean, but yeah. It's just a, interpretation. That's... Yeah, that's my thing with Batman is... I mean, Batman specifically, it's like... Besides the campy version of, you know, the TV show... Batman's always been a darker theme. So, I'll never expect a Avengers or a Marvel, you know, studio-style comic relief Batman. You know, Yeah, I'll... I mean, because who of the Avengers saw their parents gunned down in front of them? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. The whole idea of Batman, he is obsessed with bats. I mean, come on. He's not a, he's not a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Uh, you guys saw the Lego movie, right? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. the Batman like darkness, no parents. I mean, but that's just exactly it. It's like, I mean, and yeah, if you want, I guess if you there you go. If you want a comic relief Batman, uh, there is a, I believe it was a Lego Batman movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, is in production at least. Um. So I I was just I was upset when I saw that like headline, but I thought the trailer looked awesome. So we if, I mean if we want to go back to the 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 trailer, um, <laughs> uh, I know we went off on a tangent, but I think the trailer looked awesome. I think Ben Affleck looked good as Batman. I do too. I think that um, was good part. Yeah, I really liked the suit actually because it's uh, a lot different from the Christopher Nolan Batman suit where it's and it. it lines more with like the comic book batman where it's he's this big brooding like you know big man you know or strong you know he, super muscly and uh so i thought that was kind of a cool look have you guys ever read the dark knight returns by frank miller no no i i know that's like a huge inspiration for this movie and uh um the you know this interpretation of batman but I've never read it. I I would recommend that you you check it out and then watch the trailer again after you've read it, um, because you see Iron or I see Iron Man. You see Batman in this iron suit at the end. You know, asking Superman if he bleeds, um, and that scene and the way that they designed the comic or the the suit for uh, Batman, the j- traditional suit, is straight out of Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. So definitely recommend that if you are excited by this trailer. Read that, then watch the trailer again or watch the movie afterwards, you know. And I think you'll have a lot of the inspiration as to where everything came from. Beer number two. <laughs> I was trying to be silent there. Why, why are you going to call me up like that? Because, I mean, it's conversational podcast, man. It's fine. <laughs> conversational podcast. I like that. Um, beer Alex, number three. Shh. Did you, <laughs> did you get a chance to check out the trailer yet? Uh, not for Batman versus Superman. No, I I was not aware that a trailer had uh, leaked. So, well, if you follow that's entertaining at Entertaining Pod on Twitter, you would have seen a retweet from Zack Snyder. <laughs> What's that's entertaining? <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> um, by the way, to any new listener who is a new Twitter follower. Uh, welcome. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening to the show. We, uh, a week ago, had about 40 followers, and now we have about 400. So, thank you for following, and thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Any more thoughts on the news or the trailers of this week? So, okay, I have to ask you this question. We got these two trailers this week. The Star Wars trailer and the Batman vs. Superman trailer. Which one has you more excited? Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you know the answer to that, Nathan. The the the, the, the Batman one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the Star Wars. Uh, nothing will beat that trailer. Or just the excitement for that movie. This movie. This year. The Star Wars year. So the trailer was released about a day and a half ago. 
You guys want to hazard a guess to about how many views it has on YouTube? Just the trailer portion alone. Alex? I would not even come close. It's probably ridiculously higher than I would guess. Uh, 16 million. Okay, Alex? I'd go 25 million. 27 million. Oh my gosh. Ooh. And the Batman vs. Superman trailer, um, I think it's about 5 million, yeah. Like 500,000? Oh, no, no, I literally meant 5. (laughs) (laughs) Like 5 people, (laughs) the 5 people that wrote articles about it were the only 5 to watch the trailer. So the the official trailer for Batman vs. Superman, which was released 6 hours ago, so not as long, 1 million. So there you go. One million for six hours or a day and a half for 27 million. Anyway, I think that's about all the news that we can cover this week. I think it's time for us to get into our entertaining thoughts. So this week, we continue our Marvel discussions of the films with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, we changed a little bit to talk about Guardians this week, and we will continue with Captain America the Winter Soldier next week. But this week, this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody before it came out thought that this was going to be the movie that failed. This is going to be the movie that... Marvel loses steam in. But that didn't be the case at all, did it, guys? No, not at all. Not even close, actually. Yeah, so I ended up... And I was talking to someone at lunch about this the other day, because I guess I posted on Facebook every time I went and saw this movie. And I think he said that he counted that I saw this movie five times in the theater. So I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. But... Before we go on the specifics about what I enjoyed it, Justin, what about you? What did you like or dislike about Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, this, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, spoiler warning, but, uh, this is my favorite Marvel movie by far of all of them. Even better. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, since you were on last week, we need your ranking. So if this is your favorite. Give me your rankings now. Now, okay, uh, Guardians, Avengers, um, uh, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 1, uh, Captain America, Thor, or Thor 2, Thor, and Hulk. So last week I completely lambasted Thor. That is currently my bottom ringer. Oh, really? Thor Thor The Dark World. Okay. I didn't mind that movie. I, I, uh, but yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Regardless, Guardians of the Galaxy, by far my favorite. Uh, the best humor. Um, they, for it having the most crazy characters, they pulled it off better than I think any other movie could have pulled off. I mean, there's a talking raccoon, and it works perfectly. Um, 
and it's just yeah i i went and seen this some buddies of mine uh like the opening weekend i think i seen it once after that with my wife and then i bought it as soon as it came out in blu-ray um which uh i know it doesn't compare to uh mr nathan thomas's uh rule of fives <laughs> uh, seen a movie five times in theaters but for me to see a movie more than once in theater is uh quite an accomplishment uh but that movie was well worth it and this is the first marvel movie that like i mean my wife enjoyed avengers but i knew without a doubt that she would like guardians of the galaxy even with all of the crazy space stuff and trees walking trees and everything <laughs> because of the humor um you know chris pratt knocks it out of the park i knew she was gonna like this and i think that recommendation could go to you know a lot of people where they might not be interested in sci-fi they might not be interested in superheroes but if you give this movie a chance it's got the humor and the action it's got everything to carry you through the entire movie uh so that's why i really love this movie um Groot is just an amazing character uh i was really surprised by batista actually playing um what's what's that drax drax Drax. uh i was really surprised by him because soon as i seen that he was playing drax i was like well yeah wrestling is a acting gig i guess kind of but uh not the kind of active i not not kind of acting i'm thinking of but uh he i mean he's got some of the best one-liners in the entire movie uh-huh um so uh you know nothing would fly over my head my <laughs> I, I have fast reflex i would catch it um <laughs> so i those just this movie did everything for me that you know like I said, the the comedy is the biggest thing for me. As I enjoy a lot of the Marvel comedy, but like this one's went even more comedic. Uh, but there was still some really great action scenes, you know, with the space or the you know kind of fighting at the, the huge battle at the end with all the spaceships and some of the fighting inside it was just, it was really well done but uh yeah i mean and just the visual effects don't aren't overbearing uh like most i mean this is a heavily cg movie but they did it so well it doesn't appear that way so that's everything i love about this movie it's my favorite you already heard my uh rankings uh, what what do you guys think about my uh, what do you guys think about this movie and uh, compared to my thoughts on it? Alex, go ahead. I, you know, I'm I just watched it for the very first time. I know a lot of people are gonna hate this, but I just watched it for the very first time last night. Um, Get out of here. Yes, I, I I'm <laughs> being I'm being dense here, and and you know what though, for someone that's not, let's see, how do I put this delicately so I don't like everybody in the Marvel Universe. Uh, for somebody that, uh, like me, that uh, is looking, I'd say, from the outside in, um, it looks like a miss. It, it, it honestly does. It looks like, what am I going to be watching? And um, it, it, 
kind of gave me a lack of motivation to actually sit down and watch this movie. Um, but then Nathan was like, hey, you know, you got to come on this podcast and talk about it, so you have to watch it. Okay. So I, <laughs> so I sat down and I watched it. And I, I told you if you like Star Wars, you're going to like Guardians. Yeah, though. Star Wars, it was very Star Trek in a lot of scenes. And, um, you know, it, it took a little bit to get into. But once I got into it, once I got to, you know, get to know the characters, it was phenomenal. And it was an amazing movie. I, I've actually been kind of urging to watch it again, even though I just watched it last night, just to kind of go through and pick out you know, some things that I maybe have missed the first time. Um, but the, the, I'm ripping off on you. Oh, never mind. I just recant what <laughs> I said. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely the characters uh, brought brought it to life. It's very hard when you're, like you said, working with a talking raccoon and an ent. I'm going to call him an ent because that's what he is from Lord of the Rings. He's an ent. <laughs> oh. Um, he's a Groot. He's a Groot. <laughs> But, um, yeah, when you're working with those types of characters and a lot of it is CGI, it it was great. They did a very good job. Uh, Chris Pratt, I think, uh, was the glue there. Mm-hmm. And the story was really w- well written. It was well filmed. It was just all around a great movie. I'd, I'd rank it as my top two up there with Avengers. Cool. So, this movie... I saw it five times, like you said, in the theater. <laughs> Here we go. Right? Literally. I know. In the no, theater we know. five times. <laughs> and I do have to say this. I'm not a huge fan of 3D movies, but I saw this movie 3D, IMAX, and like 2D as well, and the different versions, and the 3D for this movie was really good. Now, I haven't seen it in 3D on like 3D Blu-ray or anything, but I would say if you have an op- option to watch this movie in 3D, it's it's probably a good choice. Um because things really stand out because when you're talking space you're talking objects move in every direction every way you're looking in a space battle um 3d can actually be used to good effect and it's not just a a campy something popping out of the screen although that happens a couple times in the movie anyway but um that aside this movie i i i loved it so much that i went to the theater and watched it so many times i took jennifer my wife to go watch it i think i paid for someone else to go watch it once too um, so I pretty much funded this movie single-handedly, I think. <laughs> but then when it came out, I bought the, there's this really cool Blu-ray, um, uh, it was like a Best Buy Steelbook exclusive, which looks like a CD, uh, cassette player, um, case for it. So I got that collectible case and this movie is, is a standout movie, right? And I have to say, like when it was originally announced, I, and I'll be forthright. I have never read a Guardians of the Galaxy comic book. Never. Before this movie came out. I was curious, but I never I never committed the time to it because I was like, oh, I'll just watch the movie and see what I think and then maybe read it afterwards, which I have since then gotten a few of the books. But before this movie came out, I, I, I've heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I never read any of their comic books. But this movie made me want to try and find out and look out and see what was available to see. So, for a movie to be able to do that, it has to be a good movie. It has to be a quality story. It has to be good casting, uh, excellent music, and everything, right? And this was the complete package. It had all of it. And 
for for it to for me to latch onto it without an Iron Man, right? Without a Captain America or one of those marquee names. But with Star Lord, you know, Rocket Raccoon, Groot, Gamora, Drax, for me to latch on to just the that group of no names, honestly, and to to feel about this movie the way I do is saying something. That was something special. Now, I don't know if they'll be able to catch lightning in a bottle a second time with, like, a Guardians 2. I would be very impressed if they did. But this movie, and it was so funny because there's, the the heroes are kind of silly, right? They kind of do the silly things. They have the one-liners. They have, you know, Chris Pratt, like, oh, they got my message when he's, you know, flying in there. Um, and this, the villain, Ronan the Accuser, he is very serious, right? Everything's always serious when he's on the screen. And then you have that end scene, which, by the way, spoilers if in case we forgot to say that. You have the end scene then when he's about to destroy the planet by smacking his hammer down. And then, you know, Star-Lord's just dancing. Uh, and he's, like, you know, trying to pull in Gamora to do dance. And then dra- or, uh, Ronan the Accuser's like, what are you doing? He's like, distracting you, whatever he said. But, I mean, it was, it was a... F- just funny the the way that the lines were delivered and everything worked really well the visuals were excellent it's it's hard to really find fault in this movie from a, a movie point of view i mean i'm sure you can look and find fault with the story and the plot here and there there are some issues yeah but for just a movie and for a comic book movie and for something that ties into everything else i mean you get howard the duck in this movie i mean <laughs> It's it's crazy because I I mean I don't know if you guys ever watched the movie in the nineteen eighties I think it was Howard the Duck did did you guys ever see that No I I had never heard of Howard the Duck at all I I, I found out about the movie later but that was one of those things uh, I read about the whole story of Howard the Duck the story about how it was published and everything and like why they put that in the movie afterwards and i just found it like super interesting actually and i i probably will never watch the movie because i probably shouldn't um that movie's horrible but yeah it's crazy but uh just the fact that yeah talking duck is hilarious um but real quick i have to head out uh you know duty calls i have to work in the morning uh so uh follow me I'm Justin Pickard at jpicky86, J-P-I-C-K-Y-86. And uh, Nathan and Alex are going to close out this show, this riveting show for you guys. We'll take it home. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. It was nice to meet you, Alex. Likewise. See you, Justin. See you, Justin. So with this movie, not a lot of movies make me buy both the soundtrack and the score. (laughs) But I bought both the soundtrack and the score for this movie. Like, I love film scores. Film scores, to me, are are what I like to listen to because it reminds you of the film that you watched. And I would much prefer strings and brass instruments to any auto-tuning that you hear today. Mm -hmm. But I bought the film score and then I also bought the actual soundtrack because the soundtrack for this movie is amazing. Like... You know, all the songs that he's listening to on his cassette player, they're all songs that 
you know, I, I actually didn't mind. And every time I listen to him, I always think of this movie too, which is not a bad thing. So without further ado, I'm going to give my Marvel rankings. And I'm going to start from worst to first. Are you ready? I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, hold on. No, I just have to adjust to get on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so, worst to first. Worst. Thor the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> then the Incredible Hulk. Then Thor. Iron Man 3. Captain America. Iron Man 2. Iron Man. The Avengers. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Made the number one. Number one. And, I mean, as as I talked about it here, you can probably kind of see that I was going that direction because... Like I said, this movie has it all, right? It has the comedic factor. It has the action. It has the makeup and and the the costumes of this movie. Like for for all the Reavers, I think they were called Reavers. Maybe they're called Raiders. Um, Yondu's group, mm-hmm. all those space pirates. I mean, a lot of that was just practical makeup effects stuff too. I mean, it, it was a lot of really well done uh, effects, practical as well as computer generated, that made this movie tick made this movie work, and it ties into the Marvel Universe with everything else. Obviously, you see the Infinity Stones uh, all called out in this movie. You know, how there were six, it was six or five stones, um, and they were dealing with the, the Power Stone here is the one that they were looking for. So, and then I think you saw in the video, you saw the Tesseract, and you saw the Aether. Um, and you should have seen some other ones too, I think, but I can't recall that from the top of my head right now. But this movie... Is great. Number one for me, as of yet. Next week we get to talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Where do you think I'll rank that one? Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> so, um, that's about all the thoughts I have for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just an excellent movie. I, I mean, there's there are story points that we could touch on. Uh, but I just, this movie is a movie that is always going to be on my iPhone, much like the Avengers, that'll just always be on my iPhone. Because A, Chris Pratt is amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. B, Drax is amazing. C, I love Rocket and Groot. This is, the whole thing is great. I mean, the weakest link is Gamora on the team, I think. But, I mean, she has her spot. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge Zoe Saldana fan. I think I, I talked to you about this before. Um, it it kind of seems like the same role uh, ever since she started in Avatar. It kind of runs together, and the acting is really dry. But the other characters definitely made up for it. Um, I was very surprised that I have a newfound respect for Bradley Cooper, who did Rocket mm-hmm. Raccoon. Uh, I thought he did amazing. I always loved Michael Rooker. Uh, from Walking Dead, who was Yondu. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm not sure what to say about Vin Diesel as Groot. Uh, I feel like this is... I am Groot. I am Groot. We are Groot. Those are your two lines. Let's give you millions of dollars. I 
I'm really eager to that. It it has to be Vin Diesel tried out for Drax, and for some reason <laughs> they cast Dave Bautista as Drax, and then they went to Vin Diesel and they said, "We can't give you Drax, but would you like to play a tree?" And he says, "No, I don't want to play a tree." And says, "Okay, well." You don't have to be in the movie at all. You have to say two lines, and we're going to overpay the <laughs> out of you. And he says, okay. I mean, that had to be how the negotiations went down. <laughs> but Although he did say his lines in like Spanish and all the other languages that it got translated into. <laughs> did, you, did you know that? He, did he did his not. lines for all the different languages. Did not. Wow. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> Yes, it was, um, and I mean, we're not even talking about some of the other stars that were in this film as well. Like, uh, we're, we're talking about the main ones, but I mean, the uh, John C. Riley was in it, uh, Glenn mm-hmm. Close, Benicia Del Toro, uh, <laughs> The Collector. I mean, it, it was just amazing. And I mean, I'm assuming they're going to tap into uh, Thanos in the second one, the Josh Brolin. It was just mm-hmm. You know another another actor that I liked, and I can't remember her name. In this movie, was the the girl that played Nebula? I think it's Karen Gillan. Not familiar with her. Where's she from? I don't know. Uh, she's been in other things, but in this movie, and I don't think I don't know if you've watched the Clone Wars or not. Um, but there's a character in the Clone Wars that's called Asajj Ventress. It all goes back to Star Wars, folks. So. In Star Wars, there's this character, Asajj Ventress, and every time I saw Nebula on screen, I just kept thinking of Asajj Ventress and how much I would love to see them do a movie with Asajj Ventress. And now with all these one-off movies, it'd be great to kind of see that, but I doubt they would go back into that era. But um, but yeah, so there's there's a character, look her up, Asajj Ventress, that I think that this... Uh, Karen Gillan, I want to say her name, who played Nebula, uh, would would be able to fill those shoes and do a really good job with that character. But I think that's all I have to say. That's all all my thoughts for Guardians of the Galaxy. Anything else that you want to bring up, Alex? No, I think uh, we covered quite a bit about how awesome it is, and uh, you've uh, certainly ranked it number one. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Alex, as as a person who's seen it just once, because you were most recently a person who hasn't seen it. If you were talking to someone and say, like, you were in a casual conversation, and you were like, yeah, I just watched this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, and they said, oh, I've never seen that. Is it any good? Would you recommend it? I would absolutely recommend it. I would I would be very, very specific with them. I would say, look, you know, I know from looking in on it that it looks like an iffy movie. You might not be motivated to see it, but I promise you that once you start it and you give it a chance and you get to know the characters a little bit and you start to immerse yourself in the storyline it will not leave you feeling like you just wasted two hours of your life watching this movie you will love it and you'll want to watch it again because that's what happened to me that is a a well put statement sir and before we wrap up, Alex, there's one thing I need from you. What is that? I need that guy's leg. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> it's important it's... to me. 
Uh, uh, good stuff. Well, next, <laughs> next week we will be talking Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So look forward to that. And you know how we have this entertaining code that we've been offering up. Uh, it seems to be almost a weekly basis now. Um, so we've been most recently uh, giving away Expendables 3, the download code for that movie. And I am happy to say that we have a winner for the Expendables 3 uh, download code. And it is not Alex. Dwayne. I was just going to start saying my thank yous and in my speech that's disappointing i know i he tried to bribe me with cookies folks this is true but it is mr dan anthony on twitter mr or sorry on twitter he is at mr underscore d a n t h o n y so mr underscore d anthony you have one the Expendables 3. Congratulations, you'll be receiving a message from me presently. So, we do have one question from a listener this week. And that question is from Jace on Twitter at JacePlaysGames. His question, Episode 3, Star Wars Episode 3, coming back to Star Wars. A good Star Wars the best Star Wars? What do you think? Episode 3. Where does that fall in your in your rankings? Last week I talked about Star Wars Episode 3, and uh, that was actually my favorite of the Star Wars movies up to date. Um, but what about you? Where does it fall in for you? Well, let's clarify something. Every Star Wars is a good Star Wars. Every episode is a good episode. There's nothing below good episode. All right? There's great episode, and then there's your personal favorite episode. Three is not my personal favorite episode, but it is a great episode of Star Wars. It is extremely action-packed, and it answers a lot... uh, answers a lot of questions to lead into the original trilogy that we were used to seeing. But um, I still got to go with Return of the Jedi for six. And then Empire Strikes Back is my second. But then three is right under it. Cool. You know, so three is my, my favorite. And I mentioned it last week because especially if you watch the Clone Wars, uh, bringing that up again, you... The problems that you might have with episode three with Anakin turning too soon or the clone troopers just turning and whatever, you see Anakin's fall a lot more in detail if you watch the Clone Wars. Uh, You see reasons behind actions that he actually takes in episode three. Um, And with the the clone troopers, it's heart-wrenching because you come to know the clone troopers. in the course of the Clone Wars, and then when they turn on their commanders, and you have the full understanding that this is not their choice to do this, and the bond that's created between those Jedi leaders and those clone troopers is then just completely broken. It's It amplifies the Order 66 scene to a completely new level um, that I think is, if you don't watch or haven't watched the Clone Wars you should probably do yourself the favor and watch it because it just 
adds so much to what you see on screen. Uh, add to that Star Wars uh, The New Rebels TV show adds a lot to what you see on screen, too. So it enhances not only the prequels, but also the original trilogy. So uh, the new Star Wars Rebels takes place between episodes three and four. So it's really interesting to see how this rebellion is starting, how it starts to form, and you get to see the things behind the scenes. So my favorite is Star Wars Episode Three, and it is a great Star Wars movie. Thank you for the question, Jace. And a question for you this week, dear listener, and for you, Alex. I am Groot. <laughs> and my response is, we are Groot. There you go. Works for me. Uh, you can let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you like the show or if there's something that you would like to have us change about the show. Uh, or let other people listen or l let other people know about the show by leaving us a review. You can do so on iTunes and Stitcher and now also on TuneIn. So if you are a user of TuneIn, welcome. Uh, you can now listen to us on that service in addition to iTunes, Stitcher, and direct from the site. You can contact us on Twitter at EntertainingPod or you can send us an email to that'sentertaining at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at SithNightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. And Alex, I think you're on the tweets. Uh, yes, uh, kind of. I mean, I have an account. Um, not very active on it, but if you would like to follow me because I'm a cool person, which is very much true um my twitter what is it twitter id twitter name twitter handle. twitter it's my last name it's d-o-u-e-1-h-1 you spell your last name with numbers You're i weird. don't it's eyes but they're ones because <laughs> i was born on the 11th ah uh, okay i'll let it slide this time <laughs> okay uh, and Justin obviously is on Twitter as well. He gave his Twitter at jpicky86 before he left, but there it is again. So, once again, we thank you for listening to That's Entertaining This Week. Now, it is time to say goodbye. We hope that you have been entertained. Entertained.